0: Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly
1: medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com.
0: Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Hello and welcome to the season premiere of SmackDown Preview. I'm Michael Hanford from What Culture, and I'm joined by my fellow Dudley Boy, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture, to discuss everything that might happen on this week's edition of Friday Night SmackDown. But first, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure to subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts for daily wrestling podcasts where we not only preview and review SmackDown, but also Monday Night Raw, the brand formerly known as NXT 2.0, oh, AW Dynamite, AW Ramp- Dynamite. AW Rampage, Paper premium live events. We also hold wrestler interviews, have roundtable discussions, and a round of of the week, complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on wrestler culture. Cedric, it's SmackDown. It's episode one of SmackDown yes. season no, no, 25 or something. Are you hyped? Are you pumped for the season premiere? Uh, the season premiere? <laughs> and the fall season? Um, ultimately, my take on
2: SmackDown is that, not just by virtue of being shorter than Raw, yes. it is the better show at present. Um... I always hated, historically, the take of Smackdown's kicking Roll's ass. Vince McMahon's punched himself in the face. See, I, w- I wish he would have, but that's how it works. Because of,
0: like, six good months in 2002 yeah. under Paul Heyman. It's like Smackdown's more of a wrestling show. Yeah. Yeah. Is it? Because I've just watched a Gemini match.
2: Yeah. I've just watched a built a concrete crit match, actually.
0: Undertaker said, where to, Teddy? This is the work rate show, yeah. is
2: it? Uh, uh. It's one that Vince doesn't care about, so they're getting the good ideas. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> the secret show, actually. There's been a combined maybe ten months across... A, a, a century thus far, where that has been true.
0: SmackDown Live was really, really good, and it turns out that was so they could secure a massive money deal. Yes, like they was like, we need to make this seem distinctive. We'll put it on a Tuesday night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, this is good. This is just as worthwhile as Raw. You got your $1 billion dollar deal. Yeah, SmackDown again, absolutely. Okay. So, you know, I like SmackDown better than Raw at the
2: minute. Chiefly because um, the matches have to be shorter. <laughs> and Sami Zayn is on it. And if Sami Zayn was on Raw, booked by the same guy, that would be better by virtue of Sami Zayn being on it. But you know what? I don't really like SmackDown. I think the in-ring action sometimes is subpar. Um, it's full of the usual WWE tropes that I'm not really a big fan of. But because they've got the WWE rematch of the year, I'm looking at SmackDown this week and saying,
1: Hey, 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 you all right.
0: It is all right, isn't it? It is. This card is absolutely all right. And that button is blue. It's SmackDown blue, it's baby. It's SmackDown blue. You know, when now uh, you see season premiere, and uh, season premiere, what I think of from the most recent WWE uh, season premiere overreaches was the uh, Monday Night Raw skate ramp. Like, yes. Like, maybe, just maybe, like, there's going to be, like, we should probably talk about this now, actually. It is the season premiere. And uh, the... Obviously, there's sometimes aesthetic changes like I'm into wrestling aesthetics, so like a new logo, different arrangement of the pyro, when yeah, they can be asked yeah. to spend money, it's all fun and games. But a big story that just broke last night was these announcer changes. Uh, Pat McAfee is still off, and he's not going to be available for the uh, near future. But we've had obviously Corey Graves and Michael Cole. That changes tonight, I think. Um, so like we've now got I can't even remember I've not got the notes in front of me the new Smackdown announced team is Michael Cole and Wade, Wade Barrett. Barrett Wade, Wade Barrett. Barrett Wade Barrett getting a call up I bet he was hard as a rock when he saw that news Vic um, so he's getting a call up like any thoughts in general? Like, this isn't meant to be a hospital pass. Genuinely, any thoughts on these, like, announced changes in general, but, like, Wade being the, the guy that was giving the nod? This is still the billion dollar wrestling show. This is still the A show. Wade Barrett's got a feather in a cap, right? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, look,
2: I think that the WWE commentary is wildly generic, irrespective of who's in the chair. Um, oh, I was, Jimmy Smith was quite good. I was going to say, I was yeah. just about to say, like, I feel sad that Jimmy Smith's not there because he didn't deserve that. He did a commendable job. Look, the idea is you want to be I can never listen to Michael Cole, he's just having fun out there. I can never listen to Michael. When he pulls up the
0: Evolve Wikipedia page now and stuff like that. he's having fun. Getting, I'm not. Get, no, he is getting these nods off people yeah. on Twitter. Like he was referencing Stardom the other week when like uh, Damage Katal were doing their... like I don't even know the reference, but he would obviously Googled it and they were doing the triple team. And it's like, uh, like I forget what the app was called, and it's like, um, Michael Cole's not up on it. Mate. Yeah. Like he's not up on it. He just knows at this point he's going to get somebody once a week highlighting the video yeah. and isolating it for clicks. So I've got two things about Michael Cole that mean I can't really get into him. I'm haunted by his NXT
2: season three commentary. Mm-hmm. Some of which was funny... On a schadenfreude level, but I give you a picture of the man. Yeah. And I don't think, oh, you he know, he's people go on at him about Michael Cole as if he's the think, right? This lifelong, borderline tragic victim of Vincent McMahon's bullying despite doing an absolutely great job. Yeah. And I don't want him to be shouted at, but you kind of from this NXT run and the boys' club stuff. You're going to get a picture of the guy Michael Cole is, so I just personally have a bit of a distaste for him. Um, and I don't like the bar when everyone's going, oh, should hear him at the NXT UK tournament. Great. He's gone from insufferable cliche machine to somewhat generic. Yeah. With no gravitas, really. Um, but he's there. I'm used to him. The goal is to be cool. I think the real goal is to be Tom Phillips. Hmm. Someone who's just there. Someone who's absolutely inoffensive. Someone who's good enough at their job. Galaxy
0: Caramel of a voice, mind. Yeah. Lovely voice. A lovely me.
2: voice. Um... Someone who's just there and doesn't really annoy you, but isn't so bland that they might as well not exist like a, what's um, the guy?
0: I forgot his name. That's perfect, exactly. No,
2: seriously, what is his name? Which one? Glasses, short, dark brown hair. Called Grisham. Grisham. He was offensively generic. Yeah. There's a level above that, Tom Phillips. I think Jimmy
0: Smith nailed that as well. So I don't know why he's not there. You think he's absolutely perfect. Yeah. Absolutely perfect for the role. Maybe Um, that was mutual, because he was from out... Generally, when people come to wrestling from outside it, they just look at wrestling, have a cup of coffee in it, and go, I think I'll leave wrestling behind now, thanks very much. Maybe that was a two-way thing, I don't know. I don't know how much of the material impacts Wade Barrett on
2: commentary, because it's impossible to take anyone seriously or anything in that context. So maybe he'll saw on smackdown maybe the stuff that he's trying to be funny about will actually get over but because it's just a hellhole where you can't take anything seriously not least the um credibility of the announcers i've never listened to wade barrett on nxt 2.0 oh, and when you know what you know what i think he's worthy of the promotion like you know when back in the day you were like why well, isn't graves <laughs> yeah like, remember that remember yeah. that uh-huh.
0: Like, yeah, so you have that you used to have that feeling. I've never really got a Todd Grisham's equivalent of that was Matt Striker. Yeah, I know. Guys, uh, Marooned out there on ECW. Should we on uh, Raw? Should we do pay per views? Oh yeah, watch Royal Rumble, see how well that goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you marking out bro now? I don't think you are. Uh, Speaking of which, by the way, Booker T on two Jesus. Well God, the world well, is watching. Well, Kevin Patrick
2: apparently is our main event. I would never know that in a million years yeah. ever. Uh the reports We've on had
0: quite a lot of tweets about him getting promoted to Raw. I don't know why. I know. Yeah, it's quite weird. weird. Funny, that.
2: This veers on the inexplicable for me, but you know what? I will absolutely give the guy a chance. Uh, he's a bit of a meme, obviously, on these podcasts. To me, he comes off as quite a—I yeah, don't know—seems like a nice fella, affable, affable enough fella. But I don't know if I want to have him as the sort of senior voice on a broad broadcast. I want to take seriously. I'll reserve judgment, of course. I'm yeah. not going to bury the guy, um, but that Huh? yeah. Like I was when I read that pamphlet. Uh, and the oh, commentary changes. I was fully expecting, oh, come on, give me Maro. Give me Maro for the shot. Oh, no. oh, a bit of another bit of inside baseball. It was, as soon as it said, wrestle votes, we're hearing um, that there's going to be a change to the commentary team. We were all desperate for Maro to come back, dot, 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 purely so we could uh, play the game. Play the of, game. What could Mauro say? Yeah. Did it, did it, did it, did it. What bollocks is Mauro gonna come out with? <laughs> that's incredibly convoluted and it's just distracting and no only seeks to get himself over. But you three know. and
0: a half minutes in the match and you've just finished your reference, yeah. Mauro. Come on. But it's not Mauro. It's uh Huh?
2: It's uh Kevin Patrick. I reserve judgment, but my feelings are that's not really gonna work. And um, Barrett, again, nothing is taken seriously in NXT two So I don't know if he's got credibility. I don't know if he can g- be genuinely funny. Um I think him trying to bury Cole might work better chemistry wise because yeah. Cole's still got that he can establishment be a dog, can't yeah, time, yeah. yeah. Um book a T on an XCT 2.0. Oh I, honestly. <laughs> I, I thought Triple H didn't have a bone of pattern in his body. Evidently he has. Yeah. That is perfection. I could not have fantasy booked something better. I cannot wait. I I might like, I'm gonna you know what? For the first night of Booker Tea on NXT 2.0, I might give them the, uh, the AEW Dynamite Shift. Because <laughs> usually NXT 2.0, like 20 past five in the morning, if my kids wake up before I finish the show, I will just watch it while I'm doing my breakfast yeah. or a cup of tea. With Dynamite like me
0: fixed for the two hours. Booker Tea for two hours on that programme. I can't it wait. Some Booker T content for you quickly, and then we will get to SmackDown. There's a great Twitter account um, that I follow, uh, promos, WWE promos that you might have forgotten about, and they like their stock in trade more than just these like wild things that you they would never see on television or they're taken off peacock or whatever is stuff from like the best stuff for me is like like 2014 through to present day because WWE content's always been so disposable. You've like you've forgotten a million. Yeah, you know, right. like, I always get this wrestling encyclopedia or robot brain or whatever. That really does start to stall in the mid-2010s because just so much content happened at you, right? And so many directions were dropped. Dropped and, cold yeah. and all that. Do you remember, because we were podcasting Raw at this point, do you remember the era where Booker T despised Jason Jordan on commentary? Yes. Because I'd forgotten that. I remember Jason that. Jason Jordan was running to save a babyface or something. And like, I don't like his attitude. Yeah, <laughs> Booker T like, here it comes again, being arrogant. And Conor like... What are you talking about, Booker? He's saving his friend. It's arrogance, man. It's pure arrogance. Just like, he basically, he just got a bit between teeth about Jason Jordan. It's like, you, I'm having you. Every single week. It was as if, like, he was trying to work his own WrestleMania match out of it because they were, like, high on Jordan. And I was like, you know, I can steal you. Like, if I set this up on commentary, yeah, yeah, one of these days, I'm going to book a week where Jordan slaps the headset off my shoulders and away we go. Yeah. It's so bizarre. Booker, I cannot wait. It's... <laughs> What's he, hit? Da, 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 da. What's
2: he going to hit? What's he going to say? <laughs> what is he going to say? Because I think about Booker T, he's kind of got that AJ Styles chucky dicky, quack,
0: quack. Yeah. What? Booker T's erection of the week.
2: He's got that. We have talked about the AJ Styles phenomenon where it's like, you're a bit patter. Mm. I've heard the Naturehood. Yeah. Seen some of your New Japan stuff. Well, all of it, but like the co- comedic leaning stuff. And also. You're a bit of a punchline in and of itself. And yeah. you don't know how patter you are the other time. What was he doing before?
0: <laughs> I've heard something. I've read, uh, just heard I've read some stuff. Okay. Okay.
2: Your feet are flat. Yeah, your feet. Have you ever thought about how your feet are flat?
0: <laughs> Look, Brian, that's fine. You're on about the world, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I've got corrective shoes. I've
2: always thought about how your feet are flat, right? So the idea <laughs> being that your feet are flat... Because they have to traverse the flat Earth, right? <laughs> Apply AJ's logic to what if the round, if the Earth was round, <laughs> what your feet would have to look like? They'd have to be like um, a crescent moon shape. Yeah. How small would the world be?
0: How small would the world be? There'd have to be like a bit of it that feels. Your arch up to your knee, just so it can, like, just so it can maintain balance on it. How was he walking on the upside down bit of the circle? Explain that to me, Mister Genius Daniel Bryant. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but that's what he's talking doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How small do you think
0: it would have to be? I'm uh, hey uh, Gallows Anderson, uh, explain something to me. We're uh, we're working in Australia. How's that work? How's <laughs> some <laughs> showdown work? Because I have to check the mats at the bottom. Uh, I don't know if you heard a little thing called gravity. I've read a science book for once in my yeah. goddamn life. Excuse me. Praise the Lord. <laughs> my freaking life. But Booker T. <laughs> Love the freaking in my freaking. When he said, a bit freaking stiff. I'm a freak. I'm a freak.
2: It's F R E A K and F R I C K as yeah. well for AJ. But sometimes he's banter. Which leads me back to Booker T. We will talk about SmackDown, I guess. Do have to? Um, <laughs> that's one match I want to preview. Where Booker T is actually like a really funny bloke, and sometimes it's just utter nonsense. Yeah. Like utter drivel that. Chaos. Just only mate, yeah, it's great. It's great. Like, um you don't want to put over Vince these days, and nor should you, but the bit where he breaks because Booker T is talking about how he's going to the church to please some
0: <laughs> <laughs> Bingo. It's the way he bingo. says bingo it's just great. <laughs> We've been enjoying the uh, 2002 NWO stuff. What? 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 We <laughs> can't do the NWO theme. I'm just a T. Booker <laughs> I'm
2: not your sucker, sucker. <laughs> he pops himself, he
0: leaves the screen, pissing himself, laughing. You got uh, is it? It's Nash and X. Nash an and Xbox. Got Newspapers and like the newspapers shaking in his hands. Nash is going. All right. then.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Barrett maybe should be. Better, but I didn't forecast this promotion. I think nope. it was so undeniable.
0: Shout out to um, Kathy Kelly. Like, was good originally. She left, I remember the, there was a nice moment with the industry where she left NXT. It was like early 2020. She was like, she was going to like chase television dreams and the next, next step God. and all that. Awful time to like make that big career shift, but like somebody that was we talked a lot about like how WWE for years just molded these backstage personalities and being it's why Renee Young stuck out the way she did. Yeah, Kathy Kelly was well on the way to doing that, he just made you feel like she was deeply invested. Kayla Braxton's like, done well as Kayla well. Braxton's good, like WWE's digital content was quite good with Kathy Kelly, just somebody that felt invested in the product beyond being made to stand there. What's the line? My guess at this I time, guess at this they time. all hate it because they're professionals. So, yeah, hopefully, this is like a sign of like more good things to come in this regard. Should we do a bit of Smackdown? Yeah. I know you've been absolutely frothing at the gash to get onto it, so let's do it. Ricochet versus Solo Sokoa in a singles rematch from... Uh, no, we'll get time that in a It's Gunther versus Sheamus. We were privileged to be there in person for... Um, well, not the first WWE five-star match we've been there in person for, oddly enough. I know. We like, saw an NXT five-star
2: in the arena. Yep. And Hamflat, we have been in person... One seventh (laughs) of the five star WWE main roster matches. Quite something,
0: isn't it? Quite something.
2: Wait there, 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 wait there. Uh, Wait there, wait there. Oh, for God's sake.
0: Broken the deck here. What are we doing? It's
2: time to play the
0: game! What were the other six? Oh, right. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, The wrong. Bret and Owen match. It was a SummerSlam 94 when he gave it the 5-2. Yep. Should have gone WrestleMania. Uh, he didn't go 5 on Sean and Razor. Or did he? You tell me? I'm wearing that match on my t-shirt right now. He went 5 on Cena and Punk at Money in the Bank. We're not counting the NXT ones? No, nope, because there's like, there's genuinely, uh, there's, there's lots. Like Dragon Off Walter, yeah. Bait and Walter, Bate and Walter, they're all loads. He went 5 on Austin and Bret at WrestleMania because it's the most important WWE match ever. He went five on um, Undertaker and Sean because, to be fair, he couldn't know how terrible Kane would have been over 25 years. Uh, how many? How's that five? Was four out of the six because we've got two more Yeah, Two more I'll left. I'll take a punt on Michael's razor then in the yep. last match. Five. Five. So one more. One more. Ah. I don't like the dead air and I don't think this is it, but I'll go with Michael's taker at WrestleMania 25.
2: Famously, only got four yeah, and three because that. to this day, there are people, whenever he gives a five to something like outstanding, they'll go yeah. biased because he didn't give it to Sean and
0: Brian Cena at SummerSlam. Four and a half.
2: Didn't even go four and a three for that, I don't go think. Go on then. Yeah, it's one more guess.
0: One more guess. It feels like it should be a newish one. You'll kick yourself. I know, I will. I don't want it to feature Triple H as good as some of his stuff was. Never had a five star match. Mm. God.
2: I never had a five star. I'm just gonna double check my uh meltzer memory here for that your meltzer memory is strong.
0: I've just to get absolute clarity
2: on I know it wasn't five, but was it uh, the scene Brian, was it four and three or four and a half? I think it's four and a half. I'm just yep. gonna double
0: check. Felt a five when I was watching it. I really love that. Um four and a half. Four and a half.
2: I'll go I thought it was.
0: <laughs> You'll kick yourself. Yeah. I know I will. I know I will. And now it's that worst thing where I can't even think of a single wrestling match in the world that yes. possibly be. Yes. Do you want the so answer? Yeah, give the answer. Cody cool, Seth. Of course. Of course. Yeah. yeah. And I like I would kind of fight for that because it was a five-star viewing experience. Yeah. I absolutely gripped at every single second of it, yeah. So we've Fair seen enough. a seventh of them will get the rematch tonight. Yeah, so do you know what? I'll go first on this one because I think we're going to have a bit of a WWE flip <laughs> here where you're going to be like full of really cool analytical positives and I've got like a few negatives around it. I've, I've got, got negatives. I've got some like, nervous anticipation for this. We did the Extreme Rules preview, which if it hasn't dropped yet, we'll be dropping in your podcast feeds any day now. And I think this could be one of the... Um, First bits of really quite sad, for me sad, less so for you I know, but for me sad, um, Triple H, like transparent 50-50 booking. We're getting the Donnybrook, six man at uh, Extreme Rules and I don't think Seamus, I think this run has been fantastic and I think you have absolutely, you've got something from this. The Brawling Brutes are cool bloodline rivals and Seamus is cool Roman Reigns, Show fodder. You know the Roman Reigns riddle TV feud? Yes, do that with Seamus yeah, like yeah, yeah. you are absolutely there the reactions he's getting absolutely do that doesn't need to win but it can feel really cool Roman can feel under pressure for a minute that kind of thing so they've achieved something with this program they have but I think Gunter's returning and I'm increasingly concerned that a half decent weapons brawl at the premium live event is going to be Yeah, this is a real quiz brawling brutes get their arms raised and we all move after on after beat
2: like Bartella yeah uh,
0: Vinci yeah we all move on and that in my head
1: rocketmoney.com
0: slash wrestling. Plus, things like the constraints of television, ad breaks, all the usual stuff, have me significantly concerned. That if anything, this might damage the legacy of just how special that Clash at the Castle match felt. My big concern,
2: Hamlet, is that Sheamus was in a decent radius of his home country. <laughs> so a lot of the fans in the building, like, connected with Sheamus and, like, loved him and all the rest of it. As a UK crowd witnessing their first proper canonical pay-per-view in years and years and years. There were loads of people there. It was a lovely weekend. Like, everyone had a great time, it mm-hmm. felt like. Even yeah. people I wasn't speaking to. You never Personally. imagined that WWE could have a weekend like that again. Yeah, I know, I know. Like, people were really, really, really enjoying themselves just from afar. And um, We certainly were. We had great interactions with them, um, the listeners that we were privileged to meet in all the rest of it. So it's a bit different to a TV match on SmackDown. So my, I'm worried about the lack of... <laughs>
0: yeah. Crowd noise. I, I don't know. You'll get plenty of somebody. Yeah, I, know, crowd I noise. Well, that's,
2: that's We're going to get too much of this. If anything. Anything. So, uh, yeah. I'm worried about the lack of heat. It won't be the same. I think they've got enough to do a even better match. Like they're both so immensely talented and the idea is that like people can have better sequels to matches mm-hmm. because you've got stuff to play with um it just feels like one of those flawed sequels where maybe some of the spots are theoretically better because they're building on that which they've built uh already established sequel sequel stuff like i love the idea of Seamus' back going out but then powering through it and just hitting the white noise and just feeling like oh well that was the thing that plagued him in the first one can he actually get it done now um but yeah i'm worried about the lack of crowd heat the ad breaks should be a problem as well as they often are um but ultimately i still think this should be excellent i'm looking for exceptional but i'm thinking it's going to go on excellent for all the factors we've just said and i do think gunther is going to win um, and I do have the similar reservations about how they're going to equalize everything um, at the pay per view, but I think that a really good finish here, and it's another genius aspect of Walter as a uh, Gunther Walter, whatever, as a performer. As I like always reserves it, I think he'll do that absolutely ridiculously, like oof, big splash. Yeah. where it's like he only on busts it out on special occasions when you know like he's too close to trouble and he has to take the risk I think he can protect Sheamus in defeat. And God, I hope that's the case. I haven't considered the possibility, though, where it's just a schmoz. What a disgrace that would be. Yeah. Is the, uh, the reason why, and again, I love being right. Sometimes I, I know that people who do the whole, I was right, I know they're dickheads, but ultimately I've been banging the drum of a clean-spirited defeat going out like a badass. Does so much to get someone over. Mm-hmm. Case in point, Seamus, if they do not that, but think that, oh, he needs to be protected because he can't have two clean losses, he can, he really can, Um, that they'll just have an interference. And that's, oh, well, what a great preview of this Sunday that was. Mm -hmm. I hadn't even considered the dirty finish.
0: Well, I don't want to. And that's like just on this briefly because we could get into a wider discussion on it. But we... The SmackDown preview used to be a complete knockabout of a Friday morning because WWE had nothing that ever really mattered. And we've joked before with, like, raw previews that we all do as a trio that whenever there's a big match to advertise in the old world, it's like, well, how are they not going to deliver this finish? And very gradually, it's not perfect. It isn't. But very gradually, Triple H is repairing that. And we've talked about this match completely before we've reached the point where, oh, God, but what if it's that? Yeah. That is a testament to, like, how much he's gradually trying to rebuild people's faith in these big things. It is, It is double the job of rebuilding it it is to ruin it. Uh, like, uh, a, some sort of, like, dodgy finish here has us, for weeks afterwards, going, well, yeah, but this match looks great, but why would they deliver a finish? It's yeah. like, it takes so long to rebuild the faith, and then it can be destroyed, like, in, an, in one finish. They, like, that, the damage that that would do, I think, is far greater than just for this feud. Yeah. There's two types of cynical before we move on
2: very quickly, where you can be cynical about them not doing a finish because they like to protect the wrestlers and all the rest of it, even though the heat's been on the booker for years. But, in another bit of cynicism... Mm-hmm. Triple H is desperate to unsettle AEW and get some of his talent back into win because he yeah. lost embarrassingly the first kick. time. He got yeah. his goddamn ass kicked. Now he's got the benefit of the brand value, mm. and I think anyone would win. But regardless, that's another conversation for another day. If he has Gunther and Shavers and gives him 20 minutes, I'd go and just do it again, but even better if he can, lads. He will have people saying, better than any match on Dynamite Rampage this week. Yep. And he'll have that going for it as well, so... So that's what he's trying to do on Raw, quite frankly. He's desperate to do that on Raw. That's what it stinks of to me, quite frankly. So maybe we'll see that apply to SmackDown, but in terms of an actual great match this time.
0: Well, that's a good segue to the. I was joking a little bit before, a bit flipping about Ricochet versus Solo Sakawa Their their interactions were the highlight of a very good tag match last week. What kind of low key Mad Cat Moss guys? Because for the three hundred pound jacked up guy, he's got an awesome hot tag. Yeah, him. yeah, like he's got something. Like he goes like uh, speed muscle sometimes in those like a lot stages of those tag matches. Um, it's just a, he's both hot muscle. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's that's it. But um, Ricochet and Solo Sokoa had some really high-quality interactions last week. Ricochet, of course, was perfect to be the big bumper in, like, very spectacular fashion for this, like, genuinely quite incredible rollout of Solo Sokoa on the main roster. They've told you he's an enforcer, and then they've given you, like, three... Physical matches. I wasn't mega high on the Drew debut, but I really enjoyed the match on Raw and I really enjoyed the tag match last week where they presented him because obviously you've got Sammy as the contrast too, as this like dominant physical presence. Yeah. In a way that, coolly, for the bloodline, the Usos no longer have to be. The Usos now kind of have almost been promoted by the virtue of Solo being the yeah, guy that yeah, does yeah. the grunt work and Sammy obviously being Sammy. So I'm, um, again, in a similar vein to what you were saying about how. Like, all of a sudden, can Triple H compete for advertising space in terms of the good match discussion? He's maybe got another one here as well. Yeah. I don't think the result's in doubt. I think I expect Solo O'Code to pick up a win. But Ricochet, too, will feel like he's very much losing upwards at the moment. This is not Ricochet getting beat under Vince McMahon. No, it's different to that, but not
2: different enough for me. Okay, I just want the exhilaration. Mm. I'm not being funny, right? I know Ricochet had that um, minorly vaunted series with Mustafa Ali on my main event, right, earlier this year yeah, or late last year, strange. where it was like, right, I, I'm i not that interested. I don't think these promos are blown away Don't sleep great. on that Well, I've got two kids. I will sleep, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will, I will. But if you watch their promos on main event where they were just like, do what you want now. Yeah, it's just content. Um, It was pretty good. Like, really generic. Nothing you've never heard. Oh, we deserve an opportunity, blah, 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 Um, But it was so much better than the stupid... Bollocks he had to say on the main roster. but I don't really, at the same time, watch Ricochet for his promo ability. I know he's better than he's been made to be. Um, I don't really watch him for his character development. If he's good for nothing else, he's good to make me blow my mind. And he hasn't done that yet. I don't expect him to do it tonight. And for me, that's nothing less than just let him wrestle. <laughs> that's yeah. what he's great at. Undiluted, unrestricted ricochet. I don't think I am going to get it tonight, but I do like Suliszakua. I am into the act, so yeah, it should be aired.
0: It's uh, well, it's a bloodline night. Well, we'll get to this now, I suppose, before we kind of wrap up the last few things on the show, because we. You know, to some, this will be, we've talked about Gunther Seamus, obviously, but like, understandably, this will be absolutely huge. The draw for the SmackDown season premiere. Although it's not something that they need to deal with right now. They're doing it anyway. Uh, Roman Reigns and Logan Paul come face to face. The last time they did, of course, was on that pretty great press conference thing they built. Yeah. And this is all for Crown Jewel rather than Extreme Rules. So it's always this thing where sometimes now they've got other things to build and it feels like an odd time to do it, but it's season premiere week and it's SmackDown and all that. Have you, I suppose, not like, you know, is this going to be electrifying? Have you any expectations at all for this, or do they like? Because it's my belief that they've kind of they've already got what they need here with the graphic. It is a cool thing to look at. The match is very fun. The match—it's a—I hate to use this, but it is sort of a perfect crown jewel match in one respect. Yeah. I wish that was, i wish that didn't mean what it means. Yeah. But we know what these shows are for, unfortunately. But it's so—it's dripping in spectacle. And my worry is that because WWE know that they can promote segments like this and they're not really deliver anything because the spectacle, in their minds, the spectacle will speak for itself. I want a bit more. I like the negging at the press conference and I want some more of that. I hope they just basically copy
2: it and just yeah. do a little sequel version. Obviously, sammy has got previous with Logan Paul.
0: Yeah. It would look
2: so hokey as well if they, like, uh, they, AEW try to do this. Remember the Cody J. Kager press conference? when it's like, well, there's obviously yeah. no press there because we're <laughs> in the middle of a pandemic. So there's no press there whatsoever. And that just made it feel fake. And the fact that they don't do it all the time. Mm. It's like the weigh-ins. Yes. They always, like, varying degrees of quality. Like, the first one they ever did was fantastic. Um, but, yes, yeah, so they can't really do it like that. But keep the same tone of conversation, a little bit more naturalistic. I would love this if it was on a... I still don't consider Crown Jewel canon. Mm. I just don't. And it's just an ugly show for reasons that we all are aware of at this point. I would love Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns so much more if it was on a massive SummerSlam-style show or even Survivor Series as your main event because there would be that creeping doubt of they always love the mainstream pub. Mm. Can you imagine the mainstream pub of, oh my God, Logan Paul's won the title? Yeah. That would be... a. Uh, like of those, Goldberg, Lesnar
0: levels are big, in use yeah, a Survivor yeah. Series example. One of those
2: like anxiety driven, or maybe not anxiety because Paul's good, but one of those are the con. like Logan. It would be like breaking the streak with Undertaker. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like you'd have to build someone who's there all the time. Um, so I think that would hover over, it, hover over it in this really anxious and dramatic way. I don't get that, and frankly, the TV just ruins literally everything for me <laughs> in this company. Like Logan Paul on pay per view, great. Mm. Logan Paul. Um, in a press conference, adjacent um, framing, great. Put a scripted WWE segment in him at the center of it. They're almost
0: always bad. It, as well. Um, the nature of... Where so the, the first blood...
2: one on telly was crap, wasn't it? No? Yeah.
0: All right. Where the bloodline are at now, um, you risk this going horribly wrong for your narrative because like, Logan Paul wants to be a babyface and fine, but the bloodline... Are... Between us, proper ones. Yeah. Like I know that like that word gets thrown around too much, but if you watch that Sammy segment back, the fans know full well that Sammy Zayn is being ghastly, and yet still want him to get the t-shirt. So yeah. it's playing magnificently with emotions. So the bloodline have become an act that like people want to pay to watch and want to see and want to enjoy. And Logan Paul is telling you that he's the good guy here. I'm not sure it's just as easy. I don't think you can tell people that. No. I think people are going to cheer for Roman Reigns over. Logan Paul, he's the, he's their guy. So I'm quite curious to see how that dynamic works as well. I just hope that they capture how big time the two of them coming together felt. I think if nothing else, they've stumbled upon something that this is always the trick. And to Triple H's credit, I think what he's done with the mid card, he's found he's at long last solved a big problem in WWE because he's found credible opponents for Roman. Yeah. And he's lining them up, whether it's your Kevin Owens or I'm kind of talked. I know Ricochet's not there yet, but it doesn't take long. He's shown you that it doesn't yeah. take long to get guys there, and that was such a huge problem in the Roman Reigns, yeah. like under Vince. Title rain. So this is another great example. They found this somebody is else. It's something to look at. Yeah, it is. It's something to look yeah. at. Um, we'll get to our personal main event last on this podcast. So just quickly, uh, the remainder of the Extreme Rules uh, go home show. It's a, it's an Adam Wilborn staple, isn't it? Because it's the go home show. That doesn't mean anything anymore, but we talk about it anyway. Yeah. Uh, we've got White Rabbit Liv Morgan, Ronda Rousey, and Drew McIntyre, Karen Cross from the Blue Brand. Can you see any of those being developed in any meaningful way? Any last angles? Any sort of thoughts, feelings? Anything on any of those three things ahead of ahead of the pipe? If I'm them, I go
2: a bit big and like not too cryptic with White Rabbit. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean I think everyone's guessed, but do you? What do they do? Do they do anything before the punk thing? I was trying to think of that, like on the last dynamite. On the last I don't think dynamite. they did. I no. think they did. Um, yeah, I think they've already got them. So maybe something cryptic. The fun is in the doubt. We've said this a million times. Mm. So maybe just preserve the doubt as best you can. So maybe I wouldn't or do anything, nor expect it. Um, Drew and you're a Karin guy now. <laughs> inexplicably, I think it's great in these pre-tapes. Like yeah. He really has a presence. But they're um, back in America this week. Yeah, yeah, I think the restrictions have eased. Yes. I think that um between the last WWE show in Canada and this AEW one, that would have been interesting. <laughs> but unfortunately I think they might have picked that date for a reason, actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um I know I know at least one guy who's <laughs> not at the old really. Yeah, Should I tell you later? Do you know?
0: I don't. Yeah. I'll tell you After later. The podcast.
2: Um so that's by the by I'm sure about that um yeah. I think that look, if my fantasy book comes to fruition, the idea is that Drew's done everything he can as a babyface. Mm-hmm. Could be a really good heel. Um, him losing the carrying cross further kills him as a babyface. But that's fine because he'll be anew as a heel. Feed him with the fiend afterwards. Feed him with the fiend afterwards. So maybe you get one last big time heat segment on him here, like. You know what Drew McIntyre loves?
0: I do, and I, know, I think I even know what you're going to say.
2: More than Haggis, Iron Brew, Rangers Football Club. Is it
0: Instagram? Hey! Is it Instagram shots of his own
2: pain? Yes. I hate it, man. I hate you it. You think this is fake, do you? Hey, you so, think this is fake? Look at the stain of my back.
0: <laughs> it's supposed to be. Yeah, I don't. What are you doing to your body, man? I, don't know. I never did that to any wrestlers.
2: So I my, think... My, my legacy stands up for itself. So I think he's going to... <laughs> Get I hate him. Mate. Strapped, and then he's going to go on Instagram on the night after. You think this is fake? Do you? I
0: know it is. Yeah. <laughs> I know it is. Where's your black eyes? He punched you twelve yeah, times. Yeah, I know. Punched no. you ten in the corner and recounted along. Not a single black eye. Explain that. So I think that's what's going to happen. He's got. A, he's, he, loves stuff. he loves that. He loves that. What's the other thing? Uh, Liv Morgan and Ronda Rousey Liv Morgan Has the baseball bat last week With uh, with stickers on That's her uh, um, equaliser And she's shown her The last few she's weeks She's still got her ass kicked that, Yeah she can show her The last few weeks That she's like Ready to go extreme She put Lacey Evans Through the table uh, They've done the best they can From circumstances They created With the imbalance Between Liv Morgan and Ronda Rousey They like making
2: their baby faces Look like assholes Just smiling Doesn't really matter to them Terrible Prankster, Pat, Eyre. she could try and run
0: Ronda over in shotty's tank. I'll do it for me. I'll do it for me. So, it's one extreme. last thing. It's a, it's one last thing because Liv Morgan's like tank. She doesn't give a sh. Um, one last thing. It's not promoted on Smackdown's, uh, on WWE.com's SmackDown copy, but it has been something they've been building to every single week, and our anticipation has certainly been rising with it. And last week was the moment that uh, Max Dupree oui, oui, walked away from Maximum Male Models. So does that mean tonight is the official return of... Hey, Yes. Thank God. Uh, uh, well, and to build on that slightly more than just him being a funny voice and having a funny voice, um, does he... Uh, it's a Triple H, man. Does he have to bury the maximum male models on the way out? or can That's we a tag
2: just... team in a handicap match. Yeah. Can we not, just, can the, we, can we not just have both? This is the one time where he can actually justify it. Look, this act that he really was into was completely repackaged and he wants to get him out, but you can't just say, all right, okay, you might have to resolve it. If you think about these people as characters in the story, it would kind of make no sense if maximum male models with a two-on-one advantage don't... Go after him, mm. and then it's a baby face. He has to fight back. Yeah. This is the one time I will permit it. Because <laughs> the context is justifiable. Awful lot of little models
0: in this business.
2: A lot of little models in this business. You come to. Where's SmackDown emanating from I tonight? Know. I didn't check. You come to Saskatoon. <laughs> <laughs> out there. Uh, there. You come to Wichita. There you go. Wichita Falls. There's something different about this place something special, something a little bit different about this place. Yeah, yeah. Love to take the piss out of him. Love watching him. Love everything about LA night. I'm done. I get what's earnestly happening. I earnestly
0: grew to love him. Yes. Like, so I'm, I, I'm genuinely, we liked him a lot in 2.0. You charmed me. You charmed me. So, like, what, which, ah, oh, actually, sorry, dead quick. I know you're sick of SmackDown. Big, 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 strong rumors Um, that legado are going to debut tonight. Like, any thoughts on uh, that? Like, again, not out there, so this could not happen. We're not promoting it and giving you false hope or anything, but any thoughts there? Is it very
2: WWE, given that they'll be coming in his faces to
0: program them with Los Lotharios? <laughs> that uh, feels right, doesn't it? And then they uh, turn on the night and deck hit Row. Yeah. They could just have a little
2: squash or win against some.
0: I know a, lot, a few things about these guys,
2: Marco. Yeah, barking, yeah. Uh, there you go. They could be set up for Brawl and Brutes and or Imperium. Imperium, I like that. It's a little three-way deal. Yeah, yeah. Work rate, that sort of thing. They could talk about how they're each... like They've talked about how the masks... Well, not the masks, obviously, but Lucha's sacred to them. And they could have a, a bloody wrestling philosophical war with Imperium. But you can't do that yet because they never do two things at once. They can hint towards it. They could debut, very matter of fact, here they are. And they'll be back next week, guys. And then they could set up some of the Imperium there. They could deck
0: somebody in a car park. If Triple H had patter. How else to start? How else to start there? Triple H had patter, he would do it. In a car park. Well... Um, we've got patter, which is why you listen to us, but thank you all the same. We do appreciate you spending some of your day with us. Um, you can get the... Uh, actually, no, you won't get the uh, review of SmackDown because it'll follow Extreme Rules, but we will have an Extreme Rules review for you on Monday, along with Raw Previews and all your WWE and AEW content and all that good stuff. Um, where can they follow you on Twitter, Michael? Yeah. Follow me at m msidgwick. I'm at Michael Hamflit. You can get all your what Culture needs at what Culture WWE. And thank you again, and we will see you soon.